Extreme Anime Radio. Welcome to the Extreme Anime Radio Podcast. Now streaming at twitch.tv slash extreme anime radio. With podcasts powered by Anchor at anchor.fm slash anime radio. Please note that our live shows are available to view on Twitch. However, portions of the audio recordings may be edited prior to podcast release. The views and opinions expressed on this program do not necessarily reflect the Extreme Anime Radio podcast in general. We appreciate your understanding and thank you for your support. Welcome, welcome, one and all, to the one and only, the original, Extreme Anime Radio Podcast. It is March 24th. I am JR, joined as per usual by Mr. Neff Canuck. Hello, sir. Good evening, sir. And a very special guest joining us on the audio realm. Please welcome Shinigami Liz, longtime Extreme Anime Radio supporter and owner of Moonbase Crochet. Hello, Liz. Hello, hello. Welcome to the show. Thank you for joining us tonight. My pleasure. Um, and welcome everybody else joining us in the uh, Twitch chat as we proceed on this wonderful, at least rainy evening here in New York. Uh, although with my background, you really can't tell. I'm just trying to enjoy as much as Japan as I can because the way things are looking probably will not be going back this year. Yeah, I, I think it's turned into a pipe dream, my friend. But there's always 2022. Yes. Maybe the maybe the cherry blossoms at this time next year, unless uh, something really, really amazing happens in the next six months. Well, we can all wait and hope and get our arms stabbed. Yeah, exactly. Um, we are going through... Uh... Wonderful COVID vaccination world. Uh, everybody in my family's vaccinated now. We've been trying to get my neighbor vaccinated. Um, she made her appointments through a local pharmacy. And they gave her two appointments at two different locations. March 3rd, March 30th. So 
March 3rd, she gets her first vaccine at one pharmacy, the one closer to our house. That is the um, Pfizer vaccine they gave her. We then noticed that the second appointment she had was for the Moderna vaccine. No, 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 no. You do not mix those vaccines. (laughs) This is not like saying, you know, saying I'll take store-bought Coke you know, the store brand and, you know, actual Coke and mix them together. You don't do that with vaccines. Eck. No. So mini rant time. Uh, my folks and I have been on the phone and through emails and through tweets the last few days with our elected officials to try to figure out um, a solution for my elderly uh, neighbor. Uh, she's very old. She's a cancer survivor. She has Parkinson's disease. So I know there's um, there's a window where if she gets the second vaccine, it, for her it will kind of be still valid, I guess. But we find it imperative that given her situation, she get that second vaccine as soon as possible. And all the elected officials I'm speaking to are like kind of like Pontius Pilate. You know Pontius Pilate? <laughs> I washed my hands of this. <laughs> oh, there we go. If I, want, if I really want to be that direct, that's what I feel like I'm getting from a lot of my elected officials. There is one elected official that is actually a good friend of mine who's in the state assembly. He's not in my district, but he has been helpful in giving me some advice and lead. So that him, I think, is the lone exception. Uh, but, uh, other than that, the people I've been hearing back from are like, yeah, call this number. Yeah. Go to this website, which we've already done multiple times during the course of several days. Unfortunately, with some of these people, they only have one script and you, you ask them to actually think and not use the script. Yes. Nothing. You'd think it would be as simple as just calling up our New York City or New York State uh, vaccination hotline and saying, can we arrange for my neighbor to get a second dose? And they're like, we can't do that because she didn't get her first dose at a city vaccination site or a state vaccination site, respectively. She got it through the pharmacy, so she's got to do it through the pharmacy. Common sense, anybody, really? Well, okay, I'll back you up a step. There's a magic word you haven't thought of that I do as part of my job in real life. Liability. Mm. Because even if she had a document saying she got shot Pfizer. Right. Right. Now they not only have to say, okay, she got shot uh, Pfizer. She needs to get shot Pfizer again. What can we do to ensure that? Because the other vaccination, you know, the city run, et cetera, may not be getting Pfizer. They may be getting Moderna or some other one, meaning they're stuck. They can't actually help her. Right. So this is a question of do they even have the ability to, if you, you know, take the paper, smack them on the head with it, saying Pfizer shot one, need (laughs) Pfizer shot two. Exactly. You might go, we don't have Pfizer shot one or two. Go away (laughs) because you went to the pharmacy. So where does that lead you? Going back to the pharmacy and going, hey, dingleberries, Mm 
You're asking an elderly person with Parkinson's to go from pharmacy A, which is right by her house, to pharmacy B, which is, you know, I don't know how far, but I'm guaranteeing you it's not just an extra block or two. Five to ten miles. On... Okay, five to ten miles for an elderly person with Parkinson's. Are they cracked in the head? I um, I want to say it's in College Point, so that would be that would put it maybe closer to five miles, but still. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm sorry, but if you're elderly and with Parkinson's, five miles may as well be 500 miles. Right. Unless you have somebody who can drive you. Right. But um, but still, um, I have the state assemblyman who's my friend, and also uh, my neighbors. I just happened to run, run into their daughters last night who I grew up with. They were right, right next door. And the daughters are now um, uh, a biology technician and a doctor, respectively. So uh, they also gave us some leads that we've been trying um last word is that um uh, one of my folks went to the pharmacy happened to go there today to pick up some medicine and they were talking to the pharmacist what's going on uh, with the situation what can you do they let me take down your neighbor's phone number which i think is the second time they did that and they said um, I will, uh, see if we can get her in, uh, sometime this weekend. So that's the latest we know and have, but I'm taking that information sort of with a grain of salt based on everything that we have to go through over the last few days. When you say grain, do you actually mean a boulder and you're trying to be polite? Yeah, right. <laughs> So that's my little mini rant for the evening, uh, Neff and Liz. <laughs> um, well, I, I mean, you have valid reason. You know, as I say, I said this off air. Meanwhile, I'm living in an area where they can't even get the 80 pluses vaccinated. M never mind, you know, Mama Canuck, who cancer survivor, elderly. And it's like she needs the medicine now, not next week, not three weeks from now. Now, you nimrods. Right, right. Um, I know, Liz, you would tell me before you started the show, uh, you got your first vaccination lined up? Yeah, it's scheduled for um, April 8th. Oh, sweet. So a week after my birthday. Yep. Speaking of my birthday... <laughs> um, well, the two reasons, two main reasons why I, why I asked Liz to join us tonight. Uh, first is that we are giving away the Sariyoshida crochet doll that she made. Um, if you want to see pictures of that, they're on our Twitter and our Discord. And we're going to post a picture of it when we do the draw later. It's going to be the same type of drawing that we had uh, last week when we gave away the mouse pad to Beta. I think Beta is going to join us in the post game uh, to tell us about um, his experiences with the mouse pad, I guess, because I think it arrived for him. But uh, another reason why I asked Liz to come on is that I'm going to try to put something together that she gave me for her birthday. So I'm going to try to hold it up and see if you guys could see it. You can more or less see it, but it's a uh, it's a balancing horse. Is it basically what it is, right, Liz? Correct. So I get to put it together and see. Well, I might have to tilt the camera down or something to see if there's any way you could see it in in 
in action. When but, it's actually put together, yeah. Exactly. Um, so we'll do that. Um, I might be able to taste something for you guys if we have some time. Although we've eliminated about a quarter of the show due to my grumbling and mumbling. <laughs> well, it could be worse. Yes. You could be an H- former NHL referee, Tim Peel. Oh, yes. When you told me about Peel, I thought you were talking about uh, the area of Peel, not, a, not Where about I the live. name of Peel. <laughs> yes. So uh, I'll do that briefly while you set things up. Uh, essentially, NHL referee Tim Peel got caught on the one thing that I have learned over my near decade of doing this. Beware knowing whether a mic is hot or not. Because he literally said during a stoppage in play while leaning on the boards that he admitted to wanting to, quote unquote, even up the penalties in an NHL game. Now, normally that wouldn't cause such a fuss, except there's a minor problem now. The NHL has gotten into bed with gambling. Ah. So anything that could, in fact, impinge upon the sanctity of the game, Mm. as the NHL said, is a no-no. Meanwhile, this has been going on for decades. Behind the scenes, nobody could ever prove a thing, except now we have the literal smoking gun, or in this case, the smoking mouth. (laughs) Now... The trick to this uh-huh. is that the same referee was going to retire at the end of next month anyway. Oh. So he wasn't even going to work with the playoffs. He was like, look, I've had it. I want to retire or whatever. And now that he has been summarily removed, he won't get to do the quote-unquote farewell tour that most officials do once they announce their retirement. They do their last lap around various arenas and get all sorts of goodies. So he misses out on all that, and he misses out on a month's worth of game checks. Oops. Yeah. Um, it's um, evening up the penalties, as you put it, is sort of one of the unwritten rules of hockey, right? Well, it, it's very odd, and I'll use air quotes again. <laughs> How, if a team gets two or three penalties, you know, power plays in a row, suddenly one of their players does something so heinous that they end up with a penalty. So you've always known that there was some shenanigans. Mm -hmm. You never actually had the proof until now. (laughs) But as I also said on elsewhere, I said, if I was running legal, any legal gambling establishment, NHL prop bets would be off the board and forevermore. Probably. Yeah. Because now you don't know. Exactly. I'm not even sure. I, I'm not even sure I would have NHL games on the board anymore. Now that I know that a referee has been caught, and you know that other referees are doing the exact same thing. Call that said in the chat. If sanctity is important, don't allow any gambling. <laughs> well, never let it be said the NHL weren't hypocrites because they bloody well are. <laughs> When it comes to this stuff, <laughs> because right now they're looking for the do re mi, the dollars. That's why you have divisions that have been names that have been sold off to sponsorships. The Scotiabank division in the north, the Honda division in the west, the Mass Mutual East, 
And I cannot remember the Central right now to save my life. According to Flax, it's going to be the XAR division. Uh, we don't have that kind of scratch, I'm no, afraid. No, 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 no. And then add to that the fact that most teams now have stickers on their helmets for various things that they're pushing, you know, to try and, again, generate the Dory Me. Oh, great. And you can see why they want to make sure that everything is, quote-unquote, squeaky clean. Mm-hmm. So what do we learn, boys and girls? Again, treat this like it's hot unless you know it's absolutely not. Production 101, basically, whether it's audio production, video production, that sort of thing. Mm. But somehow Mr. Peel either didn't take that class or has ignored that class. Yes. <laughs> um, let's see. I'm slowly working my way uh, to opening uh, Liz's present here to see if I could put it together. It looks simple enough. Um, I will tell you all that I have watched uh, three more episodes of Uma Musume today, and hopefully I'm in a position where maybe, maybe I could theoretically finish this series, although I don't know if they're going to go 12 episodes or 13 episodes. I'm done. I'm through with 10 episodes now, and the last time Uma Musume was on the air, they had 13 for the first season. So I'm wondering mm-hmm. now uh, if it, where it's going to stop or if I'm going to have to wait a few more days. I, I was going to say, while you're doing that, I'll do a quick search uh, online. Uh, Pretty Derby Season 2. Yes, there we go. See? That's why I like sometimes Pretty Derby episodes. Uh, Wikipedia, let's see. Well, Wikipedia says there are 12 episodes. I don't know if that means uh, they're finishing at 12 episodes. Um, according to myanimelist.net, they list 13. So but what it might more. be, what it might be though, JR, and I've seen this before, there will be 12 broadcast episodes. Number 13 only comes out on the Blu-ray, DVD, etc., Oh, great. So, yeah, uh-huh. which which means that it's probably not plot-centric. In other words, it's a bonus episode, whether it be the beach episode, the hot springs episode, or the blatant, you know, mm, and mm episode, if you know what I mean. Well, I'll move on from that. Or the three-minute <laughs> three umayans, I guess, which are also short stories. Okay, mm. so we have this, Liz. Okay. And we have the horse. Looks simple enough. So now... Looks so simple that I could do it. <laughs> As he rolls his eyes in fear. <laughs> I'm supposed to balance it like this. I think that's what the box looked like. I was going to say, be careful with that. You might send the poor horse galloping off into the sunset. (laughs) Does it look okay? It looks awesome. Yeah. So I think uh, that's that's pretty good. Victory is yours. There it goes. (laughs) Right over the table, just as I was putting it down. Oops. But uh, yes, I can see how it works with the four weights there. 
thank you very much, Liz, again for this very, very unique present. It's quite charming. You're very welcome. Happy early birthday. Thank you very much. Um, for those of you listening on Anchor, wondering what we're talking about, well, that's just uh, one excuse uh, for you guys to actually join us for our live Twitch shows. Be sure to join us at twitch.tv forward slash extreme anime radio for all of our live programs, whether it be face to face like we do for the podcast or when we play games. Uh, we played my Tetsu this week and we finally, finally, after hours, finally got to <laughs> our uh, railroad junction, if you will. And we have to decide the next time we play um which path we're going to take or whose advice we're going to take to try to make the railroad a success so i have a funny feeling that this is just going to be the only decision and we're going to have to play this for a while longer to get some sort of resolution well that should be interesting i mean we did talk about how we're going to choose that route and so join us the next time we play my tetsu because you, the audience, might influence who gets chosen first. Yes. So we have three uh, three different paths, and we'll figure out a way for you guys to participate the next time we do it, which uh, it might be we might do a stream tomorrow or Friday. Not sure. We will keep you posted on our Discord, and you can go to linktree, L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E forward slash anime radio for all the social media links, which we'll post at the end of the show. Um. And uh, for those of you watching us on Twitch, of course, Anchor is our home for the audio versions of this show. So anchor.fm forward slash anime radio is that link. Uh, I've been trying to get uh, podcast shows uh, up and uh, available for you guys to download or stream by um, the weekend. So um probably around Saturday, Sunday is when I'm able to upload those shows for you guys to uh, listen to. Um, unfortunately, um, stuff like our contest giveaways and whatnot will be edited out because they're not relevant uh, in real time to the audio podcast. So um, again, if, you get, if you're listening to us, it's uh, another reason for you guys to join us on the um, Twitch realm, twitch.tv forward slash extreme anime radio. Um, so let's see, Liz, what have you been up to these days um, watching anime or reading manga, that sort of thing? Oh, let's see. I finally watched the, the first season of Food Wars, and that was a, that was just amazing. I've heard a lot and, of interesting things about it. Yeah, yeah, it's it's really good. I've been eyeballing the the next season. I think season two came out on Netflix. Ooh, now on Netflix, since I don't have it, um, it are they offering both sub and dub, or dub only, or sub only? Um, dub only, I believe. I I'd have to look in closer to it, but mm. I watched it on dub. Hmm. No, I, I found the dub actually quite nice. Um, I only ask that because they say some things in Japanese where they have to play it a little. They can't exactly translate it because it's not quite, um, shall we say, kosher. Uh, if, you if you translate it exactly as they say it, 
but of course that's the same with with any dub i mean that's you know to be expected oh yeah yeah you're going to it from one language to another that's very interesting that they're on separate uh broadcast platforms essentially oh yeah yeah that's very cool how they do that (laughs) well unless you want to pay for multiple services to get the whole the whole experience yeah, it sounds like uh well so most of us do anyway. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I'm uh I'm tempted now to potentially pick up Paramount Plus and Peacock Plus, I think is what it's called Peacock Plus. Um mm. here's the reason. Um well Peacock Plus NBC they will probably be adding a lot of Olympics coverage there. I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, we had this discussion before about um, how they're going to have to try to improve the Olympics now with uh, no spectators and now also no volunteers from overseas. No spectators from overseas, no volunteers from overseas unless you are fall into a specific group like you can speak a specific language uh, that nobody else can or something like that. Mm. I don't know if we mentioned this the last time. I don't think we did. I have a sneaking suspicion that the Japanese would prefer that they do all of the video video work and that they broadcast it out mm. as opposed to having all the countries coming in right. with their tech crews, etc. Right. So we might get the wonderful sight of Mike Tirico calling uh, Olympic sw- Olympic uh, skiing or swimming, whatever you know, from a mo- off a monitor. Yeah, which is actually kind of funny watching some of the sports and how they're doing that now, because some of them do it quite well, and others you're like, oh god, just just stop, just no. <laughs> <laughs> one of the one of the prime examples of that would have been the Yankees TV broadcast today of the Blue Jays spring training game because mm. it was the Yankees and Blue Jays. And I'm watching this disaster unfold because they're all calling it off monitors from various locations. And it's right. just like, oh, God, the delay and just, oh, just, no. I mean, great thing was the Blue Jays took the Yankees out back in the woodshed and, you know, beat the crap out of them. <laughs> that works. But but it's like the quality of the broadcast, you're just going, Oof. So... How long of a delay were we talking about? Uh, is it like somebody hit a home run and it was touching second base when the announcer said, swing at a deep fly ball to left field, something like that? I'd say it was more along the lines of they hadn't gotten to second, but they were certainly passed first by the time, you know, the voice actually reported the action that you were seeing. I've noticed that in my job lately, we use a lot uh, more IP-based uh um cameras so the delay getting those cameras and those feeds back to us is a, like several seconds so mm. when we have two people talking to each other on two of these cameras is like what do you think there's a three to four second delay before they hear it and then three to four second delay for them to respond for us to hear it so it's like oh yeah, it, it, the problem is doing it over IP is convenient. It's fast. It, well, I should say it's cheap. Right. Convenient, cheap, fast. That depends on the connection and not just the person's connection from their 
wherever they are, mm-hmm. to the internet as a whole, but from there to you. Mm-hmm. So every hop induces more lag, induces more of this pause, mm-hmm. which eventually gets so pregnant, you're almost willing to say it's a boy or a girl by the time they finish speaking. <laughs> and oh, I think I just no. broke toward JR with yeah, that analogy. Did, yes. <laughs> the, an- the annual, bre- the weekly breaking of the JR. So we have to not write that down. Well, you know, it's it's one of those rare, rare talents I have, you know, taking poor JR and just blowing his mind into mush. <laughs> uh, poor Jeff. And, oh, poor Jeff. Yeah, gee, thanks. <laughs> Oops. Uh, what about getting the Japanese language on NBC, Flex? No. No. No, no, no. You'll probably, you'll probably have the English world feed, which is typically what they do. The world feed that they do, the Olympics, and I know this from my knowledge of um, you know how the back ends of uh, broadcast work, more or less. Um, the Olympics do a world feed that goes everywhere with English commentators and what they call the, I guess you would call the ambient feed. No voices, just nat sound or natural sound. So the natural sound of the area and everybody's reactions, whatever reactions they're going to be this Olympics. But anyway, um, so I would say off of that, the Japanese broadcaster will take um, that feed and talk over in Japanese, much like uh, what Neff is suggesting, that NBC will take that world feed and put their own announcers over it. Yeah, and I mean... For certain countries, it's bad enough. Like, for example, Canada, you've got two official languages, so you have multiple broadcasters in both languages. But imagine a country like, say, Switzerland, because they have to broadcast four feeds for four different languages. French? Mm Mm-hmm. Swiss? Swiss-German, yeah. German? No. That's taken care of by the Swiss-German. Okay. French? Swiss German. Uh, Italian. Italian? Oh, that's right. Yes. And Romanche, which is a version of a modern version of Latin. I see. So, oh, wow. like I said, you know, and Switzerland is not a large country, so you can imagine the cost involved. <laughs> so, for them, if they just get the feed, it will probably work out a lot more economical to do it, you know, off a screen. As opposed to, you know, sending crews over, right. even if they only send one crew and do an ambient noise feed, etc. Right. It, it seems like from some of the uh, Twitch chat reactions, uh, we're going to have to fire up our VPNs to listen to the Olympic feeds in our favorite languages. Well, the good news is, at least in Canada, the CBC is still, the government-funded uh, broadcaster is still one of the participants, which means you right. get some of it, and it will be free to air or free to stream, at least in Canada. See, what happens, though, in Canada is that the rights get broken up between the Canadian broad- the Canadian government broadcasters, CBC, and the two private broadcasters, TSN and Rogers, hmm. because no one could afford the price that the IOC wanted in Canada, so this was the only way they could do it. Right. I have to look up... Uh... I forget who the Japanese broadcaster is, to be honest. It's either... Wouldn't it be NHK? It could be NHK. It could be Fuji Television. 
Let's take a look mm. real quick. Yeah, I just thought I just thought it would to me it would make logical sense because as far as I knew, I thought NHK was the biggest broadcaster that that was in Japan. Olympic broadcast rights belong to the International Olympic Committee. Thank you, Captain Captain Obvious. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see, global audience, blah 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 blah. Da, da, da. The latest news. No, I don't want the latest news. I want the broadcasters. Broadcasters. The Japan Consortium. Okay. Translate that in English for folks, including me. <laughs> Let's see. Has awarded its broadcast partner, Japan Consortium. Uh, let's see. The Japan Consortium includes the Japan Commercial Broadcasters Association and NHK. So the answer would be NHK. Hmm. Okay. The public broadcaster that I think would make uh, a lot of sense. Um, no, um... The article that I had open uh, was an article from uh, Soda News that I read about, about um, a British citizen living in Japan who was arrested on the spot when a police officer spotted him throwing his used bento box into a mail receptacle. Um... What? Yes. <laughs> uh, huh? Let's see. The faux pas landed a British citizen in trouble this week in Kamakura, a very big tourist town. Well, not so touristy right now. 37-year-old Anthony Tanaka was arrested on charges of violating Japan's waste management law, which, among other things, prohibits the illegal dumping of personal trash. Uh, the incident took place on the property of Kamakura's City Hall. Uh, the person apparently recently polished off takeout bento box lunch. He tossed the empty container, disposable chopsticks, and an empty plastic drink bottle into a City Hall mailbox. His dumping was spotted by a patrolling police officer who arrested him on the spot. Okay, I have to ask. Was he actually detained or just given a ticket at that point? Let's see. Nope. Violation of the waste management law is a crime which carries a potential penalty of uh, a 500,000 yen fine or up to five years in prison. And he may also face additional penalties for violation of Japan's postal laws. <laughs> oh, wow. Whoa. Yeah. And and I thought Canada had some strict laws regarding, you know, dealing with waste. I'm like going, don't give Canada ideas. Yikes. It looks like those penalties, though, are the harshest for commercial offenses. So he might get off a little bit unscathed. But apparently, um, he, he uh, obviously claimed he thought the mailbox was a trash can. Uh, but apparently between December 24th and March 17th, Postal workers found trash dumped into mailboxes in Kamakura seven times, with three of the incidents occurring at the same spot where this person was arrested. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> I'm not Sherlock Holmes by any stretch. I'm not even Kojak, even though I have his hairstyle. But I just think they found their perp. Exactly. For all, at least those three, if not all of <laughs> yeah. 
you know. Yes, uh, bento boxes are synonymous with Japan and Japanese culture, but please don't put the trash in what is obviously a postal receptacle. Now, I'll tell a quick postal story because it's sort of related. Okay. Uh, I had to go pick up a parcel yesterday, mm-hmm. and in our condominium, we have the postal boxes for the larger items. Right. So I had my hands full, including the parcel that I pulled out of the postal box, mm-hmm. for which you need a key that they leave in your mailbox. Ah, uh, yes. Now, so I put the key in my pants pocket. And completely forgot about it until this morning when I put the pants on and I have this ungainly thing. I'm like, what in the name of oops? Oh, no. <laughs> so I had to run downstairs and shove it in the return key slot. And I'm like going, oh, God. <laughs> at, least I didn't, at least I didn't forget it for like a week or something because then they know who had that key and Canada Post comes knocking. Hmm. Or charges you 300 bucks. Ouch. 300? 300. Because A, that key is undu- is undu- you can't duplicate it. Right. And B, that's that's theft, actually, to keep that key. Yeah. So better letting you off easy by only charging you 300 bucks. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, ugh. Yeah. Oops. Won't do that again. No, it's not the abroad in Japan guy called that we were referring to. Um, that's one of the YouTube personalities uh, who's based in Japan and uh, has uh, done some interesting videos, including the one that I saw about riding Grand Class on the bullet train, which is the premium version of First Class. So something that maybe I'll get to try whenever Japan reopens the borders again. Um Let's see. Um, one more quick story I wanted to touch on before we close the show and then do the drawing. Um, we have some news in Sumo, and, you know, I talk about Sumo from time to time here on the podcast. It's one of Japan's traditional sports that I've been following um, in detail a little bit for the last few years. Um, I told you about um, an incident uh with uh, the two Yokozuna, Hakuho and Kakuryu, who are both from Mongolia, and they have both been plagued by injuries. Um, Kakuryu has been sitting out tournament after tournament after tournament with injury, even though he was warned uh, by the Yokozuna Deliberation Committee um, in November that he had to get his act together and start acting like a Yokozuna in the doyo or else they would recommend retirement. So the injury still plagued him. At the start of the tournament, he vowed that he was not going to retire, even though he withdrew from the tournament. Well, uh, yesterday he retired. Mm. Sounds like he was voluntold, you're retired. Yeah. And now the question is, what's going to happen to uh, Hakuho? Because he competed two times. He won, but then he was told by the doctors that uh, we have to operate on your kneecap. You'll be out for two months. Ouch. And I think he had a similar mm. injury a few years back, too. So, mm. Well, injuries like that, that actually makes kind of sense when you're figuring how much weight you're carrying on the body. Mm-hmm. That, you know, any sort of joint 
that has to flex a lot. Yeah. Um, So let's see. I have something here to try real quick. Haichu. Premium Haichu. Have you ever heard of premium Haichu? No. And all I can remember from chewing Haichu is that it feels like at times it's trying to take a filling or two. So I tend to stay away. So I'm going to be very careful while I open this. This is the premium Haichu. Can we get sumo in the Olympics? I don't know, Flex. Um, I'm not sure even if they tried to experiment with that as a sport once. There is uh, like amateur sumo, like world sumo, not considered the professional sumo that's done in Japan. Uh, so if anything, that would be the organizing body to do it, I think. Okay. This feels very powdery to the fingers. Looks like a marshmallow. I was going to say, powdery as opposed to haichu that most of the time has this rubber yeah. feel to it. And haichus are normally rectangular. This is uh, circular, right? Yep. So. Hmm. Ooh. Ooh. It's got a... Um, like a candy-based outer shell, which is not actually not crunchy at all. I figure I'd give this a quick um, taste test, and then when Neff, uh, Neff, when you receive your next shipment, uh, we'll have to do another evening of taste testing. Yeah, I still have a couple things in the box. Uh, I will say that the fried chicken Pringles. Oh. <laughs> the, the, no, that there are certain th- flavors you cannot simulate well on a potato chip, mm-hmm. and fried chicken on a Pringle just doesn't work. Oh no! I tell you what, Neff. Um, what we'll do is um, maybe we'll take a little bit of a hiatus from doing like a podcast, mm. and next week we'll come on. Uh, for my pre-birthday celebration and uh, just munch for a little while. What do you say? Well, it works for me. Definitely. I mean, you know, just have to make sure, you know, keep the old <laughs> spare tire down to a, a compact spare tire as opposed to a full size. <laughs> All <laughs> right, so we'll plan on that. And uh, we will... Uh... Wrap up the podcast here, and again, we'll plan on doing maybe the Extreme Anime Radio special next week uh, to do our little uh, continuation of taste testing here. Um, And Liz, you're going to stick around because after we technically wrap this up, we're going to go ahead and give away that crochet doll. So, um, All right. Good luck, everybody. Yep. I'll ask you to stick around for that. Um, In the meantime, after closing commentary... If you have any questions, concerns, comments, or complaints about this podcast or anything you hear on the Extreme Radio Twitch stream, drop us a line at ExtremeAnimeRadio at gmail.com. You can check out our past podcasts on Anchor at anchor.fm forward slash anime radio. For links to our social media pages, go to Linktree. That's L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E forward slash anime radio. There you'll find links to our Facebook account, our Twitter account, our Instagram account, and our Discord server. All right. So, um, again, in the Twitch chat, stick around. We're going to do the giveaway here in just a moment. 
And we're also going to have um, um, a little bonus for you guys as well. For those of you listening on Anchor, once again, uh, you can follow us uh, through all the social media platforms that Neff just mentioned. And also be sure to follow us on Twitch if you haven't done so already at twitch.tv forward slash extreme anime radio. Well, so that'll do it for tonight's Extreme Anime Radio podcast. Uh, our Twitch show will continue. Um, and the podcast will probably come back in about two or three weeks. We'll post an announcement on our social media outlets as we normally do. Liz, thank you for joining us tonight on the podcast. My pleasure. And for her and for Neff, I'm JR. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. And remember, keep on looking out for the Extreme Mario podcast. And don't forget to check out our Twitch streams. And we'll see you next time. Thanks, everybody. Good night. Extreme Anime Radio is now on Discord. Join our Discord server for the latest news and updates about the Extreme Anime Radio podcast. Support the podcast through Anchor at the $4.99 level or higher and receive exclusive perks, including access to our dedicated Discord supporters channel. For links to everything XAR, including the Discord server and our homepage on Anchor, please visit our link tree, linktr.ee slash animeradio.